Con Burglar. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Man. That was so I, much cleaner than the one that I was going to say. I didn't, know <laughs> you would stoop. I didn't know you would stoop so low. <laughs> I, I have to. I have to. <laughs> anyway, Solo was last week. This week, so much movie news. Oh my gosh, this week Whoa. was. It's like after Avengers died down, after Deadpool 2 died down, after Solo, there was this down week where just a drift came out and. Upgrade. Uh, an upgrade, yeah. and literally everyone this week was like, "Quick, throw your trailers out!" Like <laughs> every trailer came out this week. Yes. Every trailer, all kinds of news, mm-hmm. so much to talk about. More movie news than maybe we've ever done here on this show. I can actually probably confirm that that's true. Yeah, but there's just so much juicy juice. We're gonna slurp it all down. Okay, so. We are going to change the format here at Screen Fix a little bit. We did get feedback that some of you, if you haven't seen the film that we're going to fix, you would just not listen to that particular episode, or maybe you would just listen to the news, and as soon as you got to where we started mentioning that we were about to fix, you drop off real quick so there was no spoilers for you. So, Which is fair. We're going to split the show up. We're going to do Screen Fix News, which will drop early in the week, and we will do Screen Fixes which will drop uh, later on uh, each week. So, hey, double the screen fix. Listen to the news. And if you saw the movie, listen to the fix, too. Mm -hmm. How about that? So we're going to try that. So here we are. This is our episode of Screen Fix News. But first, I'm host JC, and with me always are the real hosts that carry the show. (laughs) This is Lady One. Say hello. Hello. And Mustachio is back. Yay. His whereabouts were unknown but we'll ask him in just a second. <laughs> Very mysterious. But his full name is the Mystery Mustachio, mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in case you all don't know. Yeah. So, Lady Juan, did you do anything this weekend that was film or TV related? Or maybe you did anything. Just tell us anything at all you did. Who knows? Maybe you reverse engineered your favorite waffle recipe from Village Inn. I don't know. <laughs> just tell us anything you did. Lay it on us. We want to know. Lady Juan. So if you'll recall from last week, JC, you went to a historic theater and saw a showing of the general accompanied by like actual live music. That is so cool. Very fancy and classy. And I went to that same historic theater and I saw Wet Hot American Summer. (gasps) (laughs) Slightly different vibe, I think, from when you were there. But (laughs) it is summertime and it has been very wet and hot. And we are in America. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) checked every box. Apropos. (laughs) <laughs> and what were your thoughts of seeing it this time? Oh, I love it. I I did for sure fall asleep before it finished, despite being in a oh. public theater. <laughs> it's a long day, man. <laughs> but That's I true. love it. I love that movie. I could watch it a million times over. Nice. So now let's get to Mustachio. Mustachio, tell us about your your whereabouts, or if that's secret, just tell us whatever else you might have did. Maybe you finally completed your process of elimination to figure out which pantry spice was giving you painful bloat. Um, <laughs> whatever, like you know, just if you want to tell us where where you were, we're definitely curious. <laughs> yeah, uh, as to that spice, it, its whereabouts are still unknown. Oh, sorry to hear about that. Let's see. Yeah, what have I been up to? All right, I've been jet-setting. I was out in Vegas uh, meeting up with some friends. Whoa! Yeah, we. Um, so we got to do some like peaceful stuff. We saw like this uh, Vegas Peace Garden where it's a memorial to the people that were killed in October. Um, and then like outside of that, that was like beautiful. And then I got to see Cosmopolitan Hotel yeah. with all the artwork that's around there they have cigarette old cigarette machines that have been converted into like these little art dispensers yeah ate it uh momofuku oh and i just got back from new orleans at a wedding where uh we all got to participate in a second line jazz band (gasps) parade whoa i'm so jealous i've wanted Uh, to do that my whole life oh it's (laughs) so much fun everybody was like taking pictures and videos of us and we were just just jazz Vegas, up. New Orleans. Amazing. 
Are there any videos of you online that you, may, you maybe don't know about? <laughs> I, I need to. How wild was it? Did your shirt stay on? Uh, unfortunately, yes. JC. Yeah, uh, yes. You ask us what we're up to. We ask you what you're up to. What, what have you been doing? Tell, tell, us, tell us a little news. The Continental there wants to know what I've, what I've been up to. Um, I gotta know. <laughs> I've been going through like this 80s thing. Like I've been watching a lot of like 80s slasher movies. I watched Friday the 13th Part 1. I watched Friday the 13th Part 2. I watched Prom Night. I watched The Fog. I watched Chopping Mall. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, and then I started getting into some other weird stuff. I watched the 80s movie Joysticks, which is like crazy hijinks at like an arcade, but 80s style, so lots of gratuitous nudity and kids against the establishment. They're trying to close down our arcade. Like that's their last holdout is the arcade. Really terrible, right? Joysticks, and they—it's uh, one of the one of the people in it is Jonathan Grise. He's Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. Oh wow, <laughs> he was like, in something wow. way back when. Oh yeah. So I've just been watching all this crazy '80s stuff, just trying to fill some of the gaps that I have. Some of my '80s film, and I was, uh, and I I did that while I was sick. I was I was deathly ill. I lost about 15 pounds, which is nice. That's a good way. To go. <laughs> so. Feeling good, and it's like I lost all that weight and got sick, like uh, just in time to go see some family members. That's always good because family members <laughs> are the first people that will tell you you're fat. I know, <laughs> right? Like right, it's a- really like, rude. Right away. You know, what? one time my grandpa looks at me and he just goes, "You been eating those cookies?" <laughs> I was just like, "Pop up!" <laughs> like what? Not no. You've been, <laughs> you been eating those cookies? Yeah, that was it. I was just like, you oh, those well, not anymore. <laughs> I was like, that's the nicest and meanest thing. <laughs> like, that's like the nicest way to ask yeah. to tell me that I've lost weight. Like, yeah, that's usually yeah. like the opener when you when you see him at the door. That's usually what you hear. Like, dang, yeah. like right, Hi. right as I'm walking in, even before the hug. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, been eating those cookies. Come here, <laughs> bring it in, bring for it a in, hug, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it, yeah, my they'll definitely tell me if I've if I've gained weight. Even if uh, it's bad, anyway. So let's go ahead and dive right in. There's so much movie news this week. We gotta just jump in and do this. This is gonna be epic, and it's gonna be good. Cause this this news is so juicy, and we're jacked up for it, and we're gonna get you jacked up for it here. I think this is probably the biggest trailer for like the general movie going audience. This one was definitely the biggest. The A Star Is Born trailer came out. Starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, directed by Bradley Cooper. Not the fourth remake, but the fourth film, third remake of A Star is Born. The first one was a a 1937 film starring Janet Gaynor and uh, Frederick March. And it actually focused on a movie star who was an aspiring young actress. And kind of like the same plot, like the aging male's career is on the downslide. And he discovers this uh, a, a younger female and her career trajectory goes up. Usually every film ends with the female character winning an award, either an Academy Award or a Grammy. So there was another remake in 1954. Mm -hmm. This one was with Judy Garland and James Mason. And then there was another one again in 1976 with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson, and they moved it into music. And in that one, at the end, she wins the Grammy. Lady Gaga, she's got to fill some pretty big shoes. Streisand... Garland, mm-hmm. Gaynor. I mean, Janet Gaynor was the first actress to ever win the Academy Award for Best Actress. So this is so she was a big deal. Both Janet Gaynor and Frederick March got Oscar nominations for the movie. The Judy Garland and James Mason movie was huge. That was Judy Garland's first film after she terminated her contract with MGM. Yeah. It was billed as like her huge comeback film. It was like she was front and center in all of the marketing, calling her like the greatest entertainer of our time and stuff like that. And the movie was was huge. Both James Mason and Judy Garland were nominated for Academy Awards for that for their performances there too. The Streisand and Christopherson one wasn't as big of a critical success. It didn't have like the actor actress uh, nominations like the other ones did, but it was the third highest grossing film of 1976. So it's still big film. These are all big films. Mm-hmm. So here we go. We're getting a fourth one. Big shoes to fill for Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Definitely. Yes. Do they seem up for the task? What are your thoughts on this trailer? Go ahead. 
I'll let you go first, Lady One. Oh, I'm thrilled about this. I had heard it was going to be happening, and there was actually rumors like a few years ago they were going to do it with Beyonce, but then they had to stop because she got pregnant. Uh. But I think that Lady Gaga is perfect for this. She's already proven she can act. She was in American Horror Story. She's immensely talented, but she's like... She's Stephanie in this movie. You know, like, you're not distracted by it being Lady Gaga because she doesn't look like her persona. No, not at all. She is, like, stripped down and raw, and you're just focused on how incredibly talented she is. So I think this is going to be great. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, she just looks like your friend's cousin or something. Yeah, she's just Stephanie. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like like some girl that, you know, visits, and you're like, oh, she's kind of cute. Mustachio, what are your thoughts on this one? What What do you think? Is this movie going to make all the money? <laughs> what do you think? This movie is going to make a lot of money. This looks so good. All right, so the screenwriters, uh, Eric Roth of Forrest Gump, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, is being paired with this guy, uh, Will Fetters, kind of country artist, romance movie screenwriter. This could win, like, best adapted screenplay here. Mm-hmm. Um, this this looks so good. I it, it showed up on my radar a couple of months ago when I heard Sean Penn telling Mark Maron about it, saying that this looks like the greatest thing he's seen in a long time, and it gives him hope for film again. Wow! Wow! And I was like, wait, what is what is this? And then <laughs> I, I saw the trailer, and I'm like, I was just transfixed. Yeah, Lady Gaga looking like her natural self. I'm definitely gonna fall for her in this. And Bradley Cooper with a great kind of southern accent, like yeah, it sounds exactly. good. He's probably channeling his. I think Nick Lady once said he's channeling his Chris Christopherson. Yeah, it's like totally. All he has to do is just hang around on set with Sam Elliott, and he'll pick up on it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is. He's yeah. doing a bit of Sam Elliott yeah. in there too. He's, like I love that line when he's like, "Hey, I just want to take another look at you." Wow, that was smooth. He's totally channeling all those like man's man country. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, kind of country characters. Those old crazy hear. hearts. Is an Oscar win for best song a shoe in here? Probably. Oh, I hope so. Yes. I mean, shoe in, don't know. It could go anyway, but this is going to be like go for your heartstrings kind of duet number. It's going to be good. Did you think that Lady Gaga displayed a measure of range in her acting just based on this little bit that we've seen? Were you surprised or were you like, okay, like, I just want to know your your level of how you felt about Gaga and the way and her her acting just very just yeah. and like full disclosure just based on this tiny snippet that we have. What, what did you think, Lady One? Yeah, I think she looks really raw, but in a good way. She's not super polished. And I don't know, like, she just seems believable like I, I don't look at her and see like one of the most successful pop stars of the past 10 years I just see a girl like she's just really put herself aside and she's just the character what, what do you think Mustachio yes I think we're seeing her as she is I mean what she hides from the world we're getting to see this raw self like Lady One mentioned like we're seeing her kind of modest and I don't know shy around this artist type and she's punching like records on the wall so yeah there's there's a natural raw nature here that we don't get to see and she's used to that she wore raw meat yeah can we talk about dave chappelle in this oh shit oh yeah Yeah. that's right i hope his part is big enough that he's like actually involved yeah like you hope he, he just doesn't play like advice giving wise black man like in You've Got Mail, when he's Tom Hanks' best friend. Right, yeah. He has like two scenes. No, yeah. yeah, I was surprised when I saw him. I was like, oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, that was that was great. I'm, I'm glad Chappelle can be in. He's back. Everything, for all I care. Yes, please. Um, yeah, uh, Lady Gaga's performance, I, I, I think it looks kind of uh, awkward the way that a real person would be. Mm-hmm. But we'll see if that works. See if that actually works in the movie or not. I'm also very excited for this movie. I'm going to be there seeing it. A Star is Born, Oscar nominations, mm-hmm. shoe in, best song, going to happen. I'm going gaga for Star is Born. We got more stuff for you. We got so much more. So much more. Two big animated trailers came out this week. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 and Lego Movie 
2. Let's go ahead and talk real quick about Wreck-It Ralph. So Wreck-It Ralph 2 came out. This trailer dropped this week. And uh, apparently this time it, it looks like this arcade owner plugs his machines into the internet for the first time. And suddenly it looks like Ralph can access the internet. So Ralph and Princess Vanellope go to internet land and they're looking around and there's little birds tweeting. Haha. <laughs> and there's an Amazon building and a Google building and they clickbait ads walking up to them. Yeah, clickbait ads is all this <laughs> all this stuff about the internet. I've got some questions like is the wow factor of going to the internet still here? Should a movie like this have come out like 10 years ago? There's also some really strange stuff like there's one point in the trailer where they walk up and they're talking to this info booth apparently that's like Google and he's auto-completing everything they're saying which is actually (laughs) kind of funny. But then she asks to go to the site that is super intense and really nuts and they go to Disney. They go to the Disney site and it's basically just a showcase for all of Mm -hmm. the IPs Disney has. Yeah. Like, it's princesses, it's Star Wars, it's Winnie the Pooh. It's like, that part felt really icky and self-serving to me. Yeah. I was like, what is this? So, anyway, beyond my thoughts on it, what are your takes on it? Go ahead, I'll let you go first this time. Mustachio, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Okay, I didn't realize I was going to enjoy this trailer as much as I did. I never saw the first one, so I didn't know there was a tiny little version of Sarah Silverman (laughs) who isn't into like girly things and has a run-in with several of the disney princesses who apparently want to hurt her yeah oh and holy shit i really laughed at no the bunny gets the pancakes part (laughs) oh like are you serious where they make a bunny explode from pancakes yeah but like the way the pancake (laughs) slides you weren't that little kid that tortured animals were you were you like burning ants and chopping worms in half is that was that you i burned ants and i cri- <laughs> i cried when a bird got hurt okay no so, i know you, you no. love you birds are, you're we a, know I, yeah it's always birds I'm a, I'm a bird man yeah anyway let's get back to ralph so yeah that that stuff was was funny so is your butt in the seat for wreck it ralph too yeah, yeah, I was captivated enough with what I saw, and yeah, it, the internet—it's it's enough. It looks a little strange that that this person's tapping into a Windows ninety five based like looking computer, and it's yeah. like we're going into the interweb. Yeah, so it looks like it can poke fun at a lot of different things, and this version of the Disney princesses had me because that's they'll cut you. Yeah, <laughs> she breaks her glass slipper. That was yeah. good. <laughs> that was really good. And like it's like very out of character for them, and and they're talking about like how men are like always out to save them, and that's like all their problems are gone. You know, foreseeably. I like but that. That just that makes me not even want to see a movie Wreck It Ralph two. That makes me want to see a movie called Princesses, and it's all the Disney princesses. Yeah, after this, like yeah. like going on some like some like caper, and they're all using their various like princess skills. Well, they're going on a heist. <laughs> like Ocean's 8 with Disney princesses. Yes, I yeah. want to see that. I want to see that so badly. That's good. I actually, now I want to write down what each princess's heist skill would be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let it uh, go. Uh, so, <laughs> let it go. Mm-hmm. All right, so <laughs> let it go. Lady One, give me your thoughts on Wreck-It Ralph. So I didn't see the first one either. I will work on that. I mean, the trailer made me laugh, but it didn't make me want to see the movie necessarily. Like, I mean, I'll probably see it because this, but like, I don't know that I would have sought it out anyway. And like the way they make the internet look just feels a lot like that Chappelle show sketch about (laughs) the internet, which was like super funny 15 years ago. It just, it's weird. It also makes me think of the Emoji movie, which was super bad and yeah. gross and stupid. Just, it's worrying And me. had the voice of Patrick Stewart. Yeah, as poop. He was as poop. poop. <laughs> he was poop. Yeah, I hope that was worth it. But he still can't do a Deadpool Patrick camera, Stewart's like poop. Patrick okay. Stewart's filmography is like Richard the Lionheart. <laughs> poop. <laughs> yep, that's what he's giving us. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be better than just like showing us website names. But that's what I'm getting from the trailer. So I'm a little nervous. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I've heard the first one's really good. 
It's probably my, my least favorite of the recent Disney animated releases, but it was nice, the movie. It was fine. You know, but for this one, you know, I was trying to think of like an alternative for the internet because I just can't stop screen fixing. <laughs> so <laughs> gotta fix it. I was thinking about this. Okay, so Pixar is never afraid to go emotional. Right. No. So I thought that they should take a page from Pixar. I thought they should go with something more emotional. Like, I've wondered what, like, original Mario thinks of, like, the updated versions of Mario. So, like, my Wreck-It Ralph movie would have been, like, a new VR version of Wreck-It Ralph is out. And his arcade game and some of the other arcade games are in dusty storage units until craft beer and hipsters revive them. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. So let's move on to our next animated movie, Lego Movie 2. Lego Movie 2 is technically the fourth entry in the Lego franchise because there was the Lego Batman movie and the Lego Ninjago movie. Uh, Lord and Miller, the writers and directors of the first one, which, of course, this was a hit that nobody saw coming. So good. A lot of people attribute that to Lord and Miller. They wrote the first draft of this Lego Movie 2 script. And then the BoJack Horseman creator, Mm -hmm. uh, Raphael Bob Waksberg came on board for a rewrite and then Matt Fogel finished things off but it's got some good writing pedigree it's got returning voice cast mm-hmm. this trailer actually made me laugh a lot more than the Wreck-It Ralph 2 trailer this Same. trailer actually gave me some real laughs and I I'm still unclear about what the plot is to be honest <laughs> but I was laughing enough what do you think about this one I'll let you go first Lady Wan Lego Movie 2 So I didn't see the first Lego movie when it first came out because I was like, I'm an adult. I'm not going to go see a kid's movie. And somebody made me watch it once and I was obsessed. It's so funny and so good. And this is the kind of like universe melding that I'm into. Not like the, hey, look, it's Disney. Hey, look, it's Twitter and the Wreck-It Ralph thing. This is just, oh, yeah, this is Batman and don't worry about it. Like he's just around. I, I just liked how the Lego movie handles the other characters being there. It's it's not like a wink and a nod. It's just, this is Batman. He's over here. Yeah. And I have to say, like, both of these with their kind of stupid colon names, this feels like an ants, a bug life situation again, where these both feel very similar, that they're coming out, like, within a couple of months of each other, and they're just... I don't know. It's just a lot of IPs and a lot of like, this is yeah. the second part. This is breaks the internet, except for breaks the internet is like not even a good title that they acknowledge. I don't yeah. know. It just feels like they're stepping on a lot of the same ground and they're going to be compared to each other. Yeah. True. Uh, Mustachio, do you, what's your take on Lego movie two? I, I didn't see the uh, original, so I didn't know there was like a cheery Chris Pratt, as like, so good. as like a Lego handyman. And now he's in this like Mad Max-esque dystopian future. I, I was I was all on board when I heard that. And I heard like Beastie Boys. Yes. And then I love the fact that the, the voices of like Allison Brie. I love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth Banks. Mm-hmm. Nick Offerman. Yeah. Yep. I, I played with Legos when I was young. I, I had a lot of hand-me-down Legos. So basically big old bins of stuff that was just all thrown together so you just got the like box that had the legos and the duplo box like maybe a gi joe arm in there that's been ripped off of some character there was always missing appendages you know (laughs) looking back now (laughs) so lego movie 2 yeah how do you feel about it me uh i'm not sure what the plot is so i can't really comment too much on what i think the story is but the laughs had me, so... What what did you laugh at? I laughed at the part with the blinker. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like he knows our every move, and she notices he's using his blinker as he's trying to get away from this. What about when he runs and sees a shooting star? Yeah, that part. He's like, yeah, that the shooting star part. Oh, look, a shooting star. Make a wish. Like, he's when he's... <laughs> To- when he's he's, he's so totally happy. trying to say that he's he's cool and not like that yeah but yeah i laughed at the whole trailer and i was like all right i'm into this because i didn't think that i would be i was like okay lord miller not coming back to to direct this maybe it was lightning in in a bottle and it's going to be no good but the trailer looked great did you notice that both of these movies had like men are taking the credit or treating you bad scenes 
Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they both pointed out like the the tropes of storytelling for kids and I mean mm-hmm. it's again like they're they're treading on so much of the same ground, but I am partial to the Lego. I think that's going to be my favorite. Nice. All right, let's go ahead and move on to something vastly different. No more kid stuff. This is for after hours and not for the squeamish. The director of Call Me By Your Name, Luca Guadagnino. Nice. (laughs) I think it's just Guadagnino. Just call him by his name. Oh, Luca. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. It was so easy, but it was so good. I was like. I gotta say it. I gotta say oh, it. I missed you, Mustachio. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Don't go away. I loved y'all's episode, by the way. I really loved it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Eric, for last week. Mm-hmm. Eric, you great, did great. Great job. We'll, we'll, so good. We'll, we'll tap you again, your encyclopedic knowledge. Luca Guadagnino. <laughs> Guadagnino? Guadagnino. Guadagnino. Is... Of course, he got a lot of acclaim for that Call Me By Your Name movie, nominated for Best Picture. And he is remaking the cult horror classic Suspiria, which was directed by Daria Argento, a horror master. Suspiria was part of Argento's uh, The Three Mothers trilogy, and it was arguably his most successful feature film. It was uh, critically acclaimed, and it's also become quite a cult classic. Part of that is because it's unrelenting in its graphic gore, and it's also, visually, it uses a lot of bold primary colors. He said he used the the bold colors because he wanted to make his film more jarring and surreal. It was one of the last movies to be filmed in Technicolor, Mm. which was known for like kind of uh, not giving a lot of depth to color. But he said that he was trying to reproduce the look and color of Walt Disney's Snow White. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. He also took like witchcraft and the occult very, very seriously. He said once that uh, when he was asked about the occult, he once stated that there's very little to joke about because it's something that exists so he's got reverence for the occult he's got visual flair the movie is scary not for the squeamish and it's absolutely a cult classic um this remake so uh, again talking about like big shoes to fill and things uh, suspiria is a movie that's very close to a lot of horror fans hearts so we'll see what happens here. So far, from what I've seen from the trailer, it's got a muted color palette, but it looks sufficiently creepy with like maggoty things on faces and yeah. girls sliding up door jams. Um, <laughs> but uh, the film centers around this uh, American ballet student who transfers to a prestigious dance academy in Germany. And then, of course, things get weird from there. She realizes that it's this, there's a series of uh, murders, and she realized that there's this, like, supernatural occult type thing going on there. What did you think seeing the Suspiria trailer? I'll let you go first. Mustachio, go. So it looks very nuanced and terrifying. I mean, I was drawn in by the fact that the Susie Banyan, like, uh, lead character was Jessica Harper in the original, and now they're using her yeah. again in this newer version yeah i mean it just it and then she seems like she's going to be that woman that appears before the death of any of the girls that try to escape this mm-hmm. creepy ass ballet school i <laughs> i'm i'm drawn in it looks terrifying i mean i kind of want to see what uh dakota johnson has for this role yeah i was she looks like she's actually awake <laughs> like she looks like she's not like sleepwalking through one of those Fifty Shades movies. She looks like she's actually like had a cup of coffee and has given this one a go. <laughs> Lady Wan, Dakota Johnson, looking alive. What do you think? Go. So I'm scared, but I don't know what I'm scared of. Like I don't know. I I got nothing from this. I was just like I'm uncomfortable. I'm creeped out. This looks like super 70s looking like exorcist looking and mm-hmm. i, I hate it does it, it is <laughs> like i hate it i hate everything about it i will run from the theater no like it's not my vibe i'm super scared of it should we like feed you spoilers about it oh i will totally look up the description of horror movies i love to know what happens in them i just can't sit through it i think this movie needs a red band trailer like for me to really 
Yeah, I just want like a little bit of a deeper dive in, into how gross this is going to be. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see the grotesque. I told you, I've been watching slasher movies. I'm re- I'm prepping myself. I'm ready. Suspiria. Let's move on. All right, I know you don't like scary, Mm-mm. Lady One, but we're going to stick with a little bit of not quite horror, but this is going to be a suspenseful thriller. Also with Dakota Johnson. She's done with Fifty Shades and she's ready. So we've got from Drew Goddard. Uh, it's his second film. His first film was Cabin in the Woods, which I love, by the way. Hmm. He also was Oscar nominated for his screenplay for The Martian. What else has he been doing since Cabin in the Woods? Oh, he was the, I believe, the showrunner for Daredevil at least the first season or something like that. Anyway, he, he was involved with N- Netflix's Daredevil. But seven strangers find themselves at the mysterious El Royale Hotel in Lake Tahoe. Mystery and hijinks. Also in the trailer, we've got Chris Hemsworth shirtless doing a little shimmy shimmy dance while looking sh- sinister. I want to know what you think about that, Lady Juan. <laughs> I mean, I would probably watch a horror movie if it had a shirtless Chris Hemsworth in it. That would be fine. I could get through that. But no, but this looks awesome. This looks exciting and weird. And it's got like, people are acting like, like John Hamm is having some fun in this trailer. Like, and I'm so happy for him (laughs) that he seems to be enjoying himself. I was like, aw. In the trailer, isn't he the one that discovers that there's like two-way mirrors yeah, so I can't super tell who uh, is doing what in this trailer. Like, I couldn't tell if he knew it was there, if he didn't know uh, it was right. there. I think, I think he knew. But, I mean, I'm super intrigued. This trailer looks really cool. And there's just a lot going on, so I don't really know what the movie's going to have for me. But I'm excited for it. I think it looks really, really cool. Right, so the, some, of the act, some of the actors and actresses in this are Chris Hemsworth, John Hamm, Dakota Johnson, Nick Offerman, Jeff Bridges, and so on and so forth. Uh, what do you think the plot of this movie is based on this trailer, Mustachio? The El Royale is a throwback Vegas-style motel where the owner, John Hamm, can view into each occupant's room. He finds that Jeff Bridges' priest character is doing some dirty stuff, not befitting of a man of the cloth. And it seems that the soulful singer, Girl Next Door, gets caught up in an escalating dispute whereby a disturbingly captivating commune creeper shows up and is played by Chris Hemsworth. Holy shit, this looks good. I like that he's going to play against type and be scary yeah. and creepy and Weird. intimidating. Yeah. Almost like uh, uh, he's got that like Jim Morrison movement yeah. to him. Like you can't look away and hey, he might be right. He is. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> Actually, he's got that Silence of the Lambs Buffalo That's Bill. That's exactly it. He does. He's got that Silence of the Lambs <laughs> Buffalo Bill junk, junk tucked. That's like the vibe he's giving off, yeah. which is Art making me feel weird. <laughs> can, you, can you give me a hand with this? Oh, man. He's channeling Buffalo Bill. So it sounds like both of you are into this trailer called Bad Times at the El Roy at the El Royale. Is that what it's called? It's at the El Royale, which is hilarious. It's are you serious? Because that's the the. Yeah, that's like Mickey Blue Eyes, the La Trattoria. Bad Times at the El Royale. I'm in the seat too. I think this movie looks interesting. Hemsworth doing his shirtless shimmy shimmy. Yeah, why not? I'll go. I enjoy an attractive man's body, even though I'm I'm heterosexual. <laughs> Nobody's not into Chris Hemsworth. I think Nobody. I've said that before. No, I'll I'll look at it. Like I wanted his shirt to blast off in Avengers too when he was reigniting the star. Let's move on to our next bit of newsy news. Let's go ahead and go with something a little different. A guy that hasn't been around. I mean, he's been producing and things like that, but we're getting a film from Peter Jackson, directed by his longtime storyboard artist Christian Rivers. I thought the YA genre was dying. They didn't do the last installment of the Divergent series. Maze Runner was diminishing returns. The Fifth Wave was a failure. I Am Number Four did not do well. I thought YA was done. They never made another 
love that stupid movie where the kid was the son of Poseidon. Percy Jackson? <laughs> they never made any other Percy Jackson movies. YA was done. But Peter Jackson thinks, whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe dystopian YA is not done. Here comes Mortal Engines. Mortal Engines is based on a novel by Philip Reeve. It's a bit of a weird concept. The world, basically, this is set after some kind of uh, apocalyptic event happens, and cities became mobile, like large cities, even like London became these mobile roving cities on like, with like giant tank, tank wheels. <laughs> and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. they call, they're actually called traction cities or whatever, and they roam this, they roam the earth, and they prey on other little cities for parts and supplies and things. But looking at this movie, I'm like, how much belief do I have to suspend to believe that everyone's just rolling around on rolling cities that are gobbling up smaller rolling cities? Hasn't anyone decided to like go somewhere where these rolling cities can't go? <laughs> like, and make their own city? Or um, apparently the ground is fine. Why don't you just build a city with large walls and some defenses to defend yourself against some stupid rolling city that you probably can build a giant ditch and make it fall in? Like what? Like <laughs> I don't, I really don't get the premise of, of this at all. Like I think you have to suspend outrageous amounts of disbelief to even get into it. But you know, who, who knows? Maybe I'm pleasantly surprised. I have no idea. Uh, what do you think about this trailer? What did you think? Mustachio, I'll let you go first, go. Yeah, I, when I saw it, I'm like, this is just a steampunk mm-hmm. kind of car chase it is. It's movie. It's like a steampunk wet dream. I don't know. I agree. It does require a lot of suspension of actual like realistic belief. It looks very strange, and I don't know how on board with it I am, even though I love you know, the work of Christian Rivers, the storyboard artist for Peter Jackson for all of his stuff that he's done, but it still feels forced. So just like engines doesn't have my attention. No. I don't know how they work. Yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's funny because when I saw the label Peter Jackson on it, I was like, oh yeah, there's his uh, sweepy shots that he loves, his sweepy spinny shots. He loves those. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, it's not directed by Peter Jackson. So I was like uh, surprised by it. Also, I didn't think much of the footage looked very dramatic to me. I just wasn't, I don't know, wasn't doing it. Lady One, but what do you think? This looks stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. She said it. Yes. 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 Lady One, dropping truth bombs. (laughs) It looks super dumb. Why is she looking at London through a telescope when it's right there? It's so close. Like she, she looks. The thing, why are you using a telescope? If London really was coming, you would be able to see it for like an hour before it even got to you. Like it's so big. Yeah, this was ninety seconds, and my first thought was, "That's so dumb." And then, if you're giving me ninety seconds and I already have a huge problem with it, this is not going to work. Like, <laughs> we're not going to get along, Mortal Engines. Sorry, Mortal Enemies. <laughs> oh, there it is. It looks super stupid. This engine's yeah. dead. It's just real dumb. It's just bad. Real dumb. Real dumb. We're going to have to fix the shit out of that one. Oh yeah. man, that one's. Next up, another big one that dropped: Transformers spinoff. Bumblebee. The Bumblebee trailer came out this week, <laughs> starring Haley Steinfeld, the person that Lady One correctly pointed out is a big, bigger star than I think she is. <laughs> she is a pop star as well as a great actress. Uh, and here she is. Maybe she will finally explode here as an actress. She's been on the verge of it. First burst onto the scene in True Grit. Mm-hmm. Then we had, she's been in the Pitch Perfect series, and she also was in Edge of 17, which was great. Now here she goes. Mainstream, big budget, Bumblebee, directed by Travis Knight, who comes from Studio Laika, who were the makers of Kubo and the Two Strings, Coraline, Paranorman, Box Trolls, some of the better stop motion animation movies that have ever been made. And uh, the movie is set in the 80s. And I know that Travis Knight said he's going f- for that 80s nostalgic feel. I watched the trailer. 
I loved it. I loved the stripped down vibe of it. I could actually follow the action. It had a soft touch to it. I really enjoyed it. He's a VW bug, just like he was in the 80s cartoon. There we go. I'm going to go out and say that this film probably is what we've all been looking for in our in our Transformers movie. I enjoyed it. What were your thoughts on it, Lady One? I thought it looked really good. I thought it brought it back to the idea of like, it's that car's personality and the relationship between the person and the car and not just like smashing stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we we're getting back to that. And um, I like Haley Seinfeld, so... I think think this is going to be pretty good. Yeah, no, yeah. like yeah. So you also agree with the just the more simple vibe to it. Yeah. Right, Mustachio. The song it pops in my head. It's a rendition of it. It's like, take Michael Bay away. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> like watching this. This is great. Like it's Haley Steinfeld. It's, it's really cool. I I like how they got away from Camaro, whatever on the market of the time. I'm in for this. Like this is finally something in the Transformers universe that I'll watch. Yeah, this is a fantastic course correction. And I think getting someone from Leica was brilliant. That was a brilliant move. Mm. And I'm looking forward to Bumblebee. Sorry, Lady One, we can't quite get away from horror this week. We've got one more horror item. Are just you one, okay with this? Are you going to be? Are, are, are you going to be okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm just never going to sleep again, so that's fine. <laughs> but I think this film transcends horror a little bit. Halloween. I think they're saying that it's actually just a sequel to the first Halloween. Yeah, that's how it seems. They're taking all of the other movies and making them into like rumors and myths that exist. One of the most glaring ones is uh, in the trailer. They address that he's not her brother, which was, uh, that was the reveal in in Halloween 2. And they're taking that out. uh, And one of the characters in the film even says, no, that was just a rumor or whatever, you know. That's That's not true. Yeah, it's not, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they're also removing some other things that involve the family as well. In this one, Judy Greer is playing Lori's daughter and Andy Matichak is playing Lori's granddaughter. So we're going to get a couple generations of, of women here. So they're doing away with all the other Halloween films are making this one a, a just a sequel to the first one actually they asked Danny McBride about why they were removing the fact that Michael is Laurie Strode's brother as quote I was pushing for that removal right off the bat. I just felt like that was an area where he wasn't quite as scary anymore. Mm. It seemed too personalized. I wasn't afraid of Michael Myers anymore because I'm not his fucking brother, so he's not coming after me. Oh, wow. So Michael Myers is back, coming after Laurie Strode, his (laughs) non-sister. And why don't you tell us, what do you think the plot of this movie is, or or what did you get visually from the the trailer, Lady One? Nightmares. (laughs) Oh, shit, yeah. So I've never seen any of these because I'm a afraid of everything so i just guess he's been in a psych ward since the first movie and jamie lee curtis is just hanging out shooting mannequins hoping for a chance to shoot michael myers <laughs> and I, I guess some crazy doctors are like you know what would be a great idea let's give him his mask <laughs> yes <laughs> so and, and then i guess the he's on a bus and it flips over and he's gonna get out and yeah make me scared forever the thing with the teeth like no like it was so scary i hate this trailer oh <laughs> yeah there's there's that scene where one of uh, there's a female character who's hiding in a bathroom and michael myers's hand like clenched fish just appears over the top of the door and he just drops teeth on the oh, floor just oh pretty pretty nasty so anyway this is coming to us from david gordon green is directing and also co-writing with danny mcbride and jeff fradley one of the writers of vice principals which also stars danny mcbride so it looks like they're really just going back to to basics i believe there was a quote i also read about how they they didn't want to change what works and what works is mike myers going after laurie strode so they're just gonna do that again how do you feel about that mustachio i like david gordon green i saw undertow of his years ago and i i just thought that was like a very very uh, pivotal movie with his work with danny mcbride uh, i'm intrigued to see what they're gonna do with this because this seems like they're just gonna make it stronger yeah i like some of the visuals in this trailer like i did like that weird red checkerboard insane asylum scene that they had what, and they yeah, just what was up with hold that? up the mask out and there's dogs barking and the insane people are like Aah! 
ah, screaming and going crazy. Other than that, I guess it's you're just going to have to be in the mood for just a good old-fashioned slasher flick and not uh, be holding out for too much more. But, you know, for a lot of people, that's exactly what they want this movie to be. And... I wish it success, right? I hope that maybe it's not. That way I don't have to go see it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see it. (laughs) Next piece of movie news we have is uh, the first Man trailer came out. This much-talked-about movie by director Damien Chazelle. He, of course, was the director of La La Land and Whiplash. And it also reunites him with star Ryan Gosling. And Ryan Gosling is playing Neil Armstrong. And I watched the trailer... And I was like, ah, this looks like a, I mean, it's, it's nice looking, but it looks like a pretty paint by numbers biopic. And then when I read what Chazelle said, when he premiered footage of the film to theater owners at CinemaCon, he said that the audiences would be taken on an immersive journey going with Armstrong and his crew as they took their first steps on the moon, but to give a look also at Neil and Janet's difficult marriage. And I'm like, oh, sign me up for the difficult marriage of Neil Armstrong. <laughs> that's what that's what I want to <laughs> I want to see. No, I want to be taken to La La Land. Instead, I'm taking a divorce court. What did you think of this first man trailer? I'll let you go first. Lady One, what do you think? I think it looks like Oscar bait. It's a cool story, and those are good actors, but I feel like Ryan Gosling's just sort of, like, chilling, and Claire Foy and Kyle Chandler are acting their asses off. While Gosling's just chilling. He's so cool. Ugh. Yeah. It's exhausting. I'll definitely see it, but it seems like the kind of thing that is just, what's an Oscar-worthy story? Because I'm Damien Chazelle, and even though I'm like 34, all the movies I make get nominated for Best Picture. Hmm. What can I make that'll give me my next big chance to win the Academy Award? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's pissed about Moonlight, so he's taking us to the moon. Like, it's, it's <laughs> this is what this is what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm. I think Ryan Gosling has some work to do here with acting like a brainy modest you know kind of like spaceman yeah so i was underwhelmed by this trailer a bit and i'm gonna see it of course i guess because i want to give damien a shot but i really hope that a second trailer reveals this to be not just what looks like a like a pretty paint by numbers biopic right it made me want to watch apollo 13 yeah 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 ron howard was hoping for that That, that, that's gonna make him want to watch my movie Is that how Ron Howard sounds? That sounded like Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> okay, so here's the problem. Jimmy Stewart makes his way into <laughs> all of my all of my impressions. He's he's so much in there. Uh, you, you, you want the moon? I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll throw a lasso around it. Like <laughs> it's. Oh it's, it's terrible. He's in there. I, I didn't mean to take away from what the lady wanted to say, and um, but it, I'm sorry, Jimmy Stewart. He's he's got control. <laughs> Cool. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I drank too much coffee. All right. Let's speaking of you know, since you stepped on Lady One there, we're gonna let her take the lead here. Legally Blonde Three is <gasps> yes! going to be a thing. <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, they're bringing back almost everyone from the original films as well. It's it's Kristen Smith and Karen McCullough who adapted the novel by Amanda Bowen for the first film. They're in final talks to write the script. Mm-hmm. The original producer, Mark Platt, and Platt Productions president Adam Siegel are producing it. Of course, they're going to be joined this time by Witherspoon because she's producing everything yeah. she's doing these days through her Hello Sunshine company. My question here is, is A, are you excited? And B, so in the second one, she went to DC to fight animal testing, correct? Like she's yes. there. Red, white, and blonde. Right. She's trying to get like a bill passed or something. Bruiser's bill. Bruiser's bill. <laughs> <laughs> so she's trying to pass Bruiser's bill. Where does this one go is one of my other questions. So Lady Wan, are you totally stoked? And where does this one go? I am beyond stoked. I love Legally Blonde. The second one's fine, but like I'm obsessed with the first one. Every time it's on E, I will stop everything and go watch it. It's it's super funny and it's got like heartfelt moments and super quotable lines. So I'm so excited for this. I know they're still trying to find a director and my fingers are crossed that they find a spectacularly talented female director. Come on, Reese. You can find somebody. So yes. Yes. I'm so pumped for it. You know, I want them to go back to Harvard, 
But maybe she should go to, like, Stanford Law. Because she's a real California girl. And maybe she can be teaching at Stanford or something. Teaching at Stanford and bringing up the next gen of women who love cosmetics and no. pink Maybe don't law boi- boil it down to that. Um, like, women who want to be lawyers. <laughs> oh, well, the first one, the, the, the point was she was an unconventional choice for a lawyer. That's a whole. That's 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 a whole plot of the movie. It's it's a fish out of water story. Okay, I think you got a different thing from it than I did. <laughs> that's okay. I think that's what it might have sold itself on, but it became something totally different to a, a wide ranging audience. What do you think of this one, Mustachio? And where do you think the series goes from here? Looking at this now, I'm like, I I, I really want to see something like this because I didn't realize um, until I heard Lady One's take on it that these movies really were geared towards like female empowerment and this mm-hmm. type of like getting away from what like uh, a ditzy blonde would do it's like no she follows the guy to harvard that may seem like it but then she gets a law degree this this is something i should have watched long ago but it's probably, so good but me those years ago probably wouldn't have watched it but me now i'm like fuck yeah this this is cool Who's a female director that we want to see kind of running the show here for this movie? I think this would be a great opportunity for an up-and-coming female director to really make an impact in a supportive environment with, like, Reese Witherspoon behind it. Like, she has done an amazing job of transitioning her career from just being, like, you know, this pretty girl who was in some good movies to she is... Like, her production company is just hitting it out of the park every time. So she's making amazing choices, and she's got the best projects. So I think that this can be so much more successful than the second one was. I think this could be big. I hope that they just up the stakes even more, and she pulls a Leslie Nope and runs for office. Congresswoman! There we go. She runs for Congress. I'd vote for Elle. Um, Can anybody tell me where this quote, where this quote comes from? And who the two people are saying it. Ready? Character one. You! You are still dangerous. You can be my wingman anytime. (laughs) Character two. Bullshit. You can be mine. (laughs) Who is it? That's Maverick. Maverick. It's Iceman and Maverick (laughs) from Top Gun. And guess what? Iceman is back. Val Kilmer confirmed for Top Gun 2. Are you excited about Kilmer's return and who do you think is going to be our next surprise return character? Why don't you go ahead and go Mustachio? I'm, I'm excited. I, I think they can do some really fun stuff with this. They've got a lot of my generation's boyhood excitement. Here's another bonus piece of news. Kenny Loggins will be teaming up with an undisclosed band, some contemporary band, to redo Danger Zone for Top Gun 2. What's an interesting band that he could team up with? Oh boy, what do you think, Lady Juan? I don't know. We were talking about this the other day and I said as long as it's not Katy Perry, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm really worried Danger about that. <laughs> Who would be? It would be someone like 21 Pilots or something. <laughs> pilots. Oh yeah, pilots. that's perfect. I didn't even I didn't even do nice. that on purpose. That's amazing. <laughs> 21 Pilots and Kenny Loggins. <laughs> Danger Zone. Let's talk about one last thing. It is up Mustachio's Alley. Yet another piece of amazing casting for Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. His movie set in 1969. A Pulp Fiction-esque intertwining of storylines. Some involving Manson murders. Some involving a western television show star we have al pacino great ass joining the cast also just announced james marsden has joined the cast as well so he's got sonic the hedgehog and this coming big year for him al pacino joins james marsden leonardo dicaprio brad pitt margot robbie Burt Reynolds, Michael Madsen, Tim Roth, Kurt Russell, Timothy Oliphant, Dakota Fanning, Luke Perry. I mean, the cast just grows and grows and grows for this movie. This looks like it's going to be his magnum opus. What do you think about this casting? And in general, how large is your boner for this movie? Mustachio, go. (laughs) I don't, I mean, it's not that, it's not that much because I, 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 you just have a chubby. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's, it's partial, you know, because like, I know not to get too overstimulated for something like this, because I, 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 I mean, like the Hateful Eight was really good, but I had to gear myself towards like, okay, this is like 
you know, more of like a play and this is more for like the score and for the Hateful dialogue. Eight is boring. It's different. It's different. It's I've not, tried it's to watch that movie. Face. Like it's, I watched it once, and I've tried. It multiple switches times. gears. Yeah, it switches gears so much uh, from what we could be used to with like Pulp Fiction and Glorious Bastards. Yeah. For this one, I'm hoping it gets back to something that I'm used to. I'll give you an example. My favorite Tarantino movie is actually a female empowering car chase film called Death Proof. Mm-hmm. The girls fuck. Up Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell, but only mm-hmm. after he does some damage himself near the beginning. Anyway, that being said, like that kind of action, that kind of tone, I want to see something like that. Oh uh, yeah, uh, like we talked about before on some episodes, I want to see old pedophile man. Oh Roman Polanski, and and actually, um, Roman Polanski is one of the characters that we don't know who the actor is playing him yet, but we know that he's a character in the movie. Uh, we also know that he is looking for someone to play Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Ah. he's. Got a, a huge ensemble cast here. Like, this is big. I'm going to call it now. His movies have been making more and more money with uh, Django Unchained, I believe, being his most successful. Is that correct? I don't know that per se. I but... think that it was, but I'm going to say, even if I'm wrong, I'm going to say that this movie right here becomes Tarantino's biggest hit. My favorite Tarantino film is Inglorious Bastards. He made Inglorious Bastards, which is essentially his like like a spaghetti western going on in the in World War One. Two. And then he said screw it and made a spaghetti western, which was Django, quote unquote a Southern, which and then he just said, really screw it, I'm just gonna make a Western Western and made Hateful Eight. And I'm hoping that he gets a little bit away from remaking Westerns and and going ahead and getting back to that Pulp Fiction-y type vibe, which it looks like that's exactly what he's going for here. He's going to go for this gritty, seedy, Hollywood, underworld, also mixed with historical events, a la Inglorious Bastards, and who knows, maybe he'll even play some revisionist history as well. We'll see. What are your thoughts on this one, Lady Juan? I just want spaghetti now. <laughs> and a Western. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what I'll do with the rest of my days. Spaghetti <laughs> and a Western. <laughs> no. I, I did the math, and there's more people in this movie than not in this movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, I I mean, every, every new piece of casting news I hear is exciting and... I will definitely be seeing it and probably like covering my eyes for part of it because I don't like blood. Yep, he he does the blood. Yeah, I still don't 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 handle it well, like at all. <laughs> it's a problem for me. But in Kill Bill, there's a lot of violence, but a lot of it was like uh, over exaggerated kind of comic violence. And Death Proof has vehicular homicide. Death Proof has someone's leg rip off and go flying out of a car. <laughs> yeah, see, I I avoided that. I don't yep. I don't like to see that kind of stuff. It's gross. Sorry. All right. It takes all kinds, you guys. I don't have to like every kind of movie. Sure. Exactly. Yes. Let's talk about Legally Blonde again. <laughs> Back Sorry. to the blonde. <laughs> okay, so that's been Screen Fix News for this week. Look out for more Screen Fix News episodes each week. And also look out for just our Screen fix episodes where we will specifically fix a film for you break a film down talk about things that we thought maybe could be improved and give us give you our specific fix for those things because we love movies we like examining movies and we like fixing movies especially anyway do you want to send us home lady one sure so there were a ton more trailers that came out this week that we didn't get the time to talk about but if you saw one that you want to hit us up about there's widows there's serenity there's siberia there's there's a ton of stuff so hit us up on twitter at screen fix pod you can also find us on facebook at screen fix podcast and we're on instagram as well at screen fix pod um you can listen to the show on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher libsyn please rate review and subscribe wherever you're listening we really do appreciate it and if you enjoyed the show tell a friend we also have a patreon account where you can donate to the show if you'd like to we also have dreams of opening a one screen movie theater to be the home of podcasting and classic films and cult films and film festivals and fun stuff like that so if you want if you if you'd like us enough to give us some money go ahead to uh patreon and look us up just search screen fix podcast on patreon all right why don't we send off with our best do al pacino asking tarantino what his motivation for the scene is go go ahead mustachio you got this oh oh, oh, what Oh. <laughs> You're just like that was growling. Just yeah. keep growling.
Hua. <laughs> what am I doing here? What is, what is it? What is it? Is uh Who? Who am I? Oh, you're Batman now. <laughs> you're actually Lego Batman, right? That you're Will Arnett. <laughs> let me let me try one. Let me see. <clears throat> What's my motivation? What's your motivation? <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. All right, Lady Juan, give us your Pacino asking Tarantino what his motivation is. It's not going to. It's not. I'm with you. I'm with you. I have to like get real graph. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. What? Ooh. What? Well, <laughs> <Hold> on. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Hold on, it's coming. <laughs> okay. It's actually what? good. <laughs> no, it's not. It's so so bad. But but what's my motivation? But what what am I supposed to be doing? That's it. <laughs> that, is, that is good. Uh, that was yes. so bad. No. <laughs> oh, oh, that was, that's probably that the worst great. ever. Oh, that just made my day. Oh, oh no. That was, good. That was great. Oh. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. She got a great ass.